0: it's still alive. Welcome (laughs)
1: back, everybody. We are still here.
0: (laughs) Don't worry. We were getting messages saying, hey, you guys still doing that podcast thing? Because we were listening and we were like, oh, we totally forgot to do the podcast last week.
1: We didn't really forget.
0: I'm being sarcastic. So tell what's going on, Heidi. (laughs) So we are back. We are live in case any of you guys were wondering. We missed
1: one week and it's like, geez, we're all out of sync. We're out of rhythm. But something really big and major happened and we... You know, we should really talk about vulnerability hangover this week, actually. Mm. But um, you guys, something major, a major goal was achieved this week. And we got to take a minute and just feel good about ourselves, right?
0: (laughs) Yeah, well, it's the first minute we've had. Right? Um, So for those of you guys who've been following us on social media and just on this podcast, um, thank you as always. But you you were aware that we put on our very first uh, parenting workshop and... Without sounding too boisterous, or like braggadocious. <laughs> braggadocious. Stuff. Gosh, it was amazing. Like, it was so much fun. For those of you out there that are listening to this that came to our workshop, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, because now we have more members of the Light like the Fight team. I feel like we're all family now.
1: Right. It was, it was, it really was amazing and, um, overwhel- overwhelming. Like for me, obviously, Dave does this all the time. He talks to people all the time and takes people under his wing and makes them feel good. But I don't. I am the one that needs to be taken under the wing, right? And so for me, it was, I was nervous about, well, I've been nervous about it from the beginning. Yeah, let's
0: let's, full confessional, you've been nervous. Yeah,
1: because if we wanted to get together and make scrapbook stuff, then I'm all in. But if we're going to get together, talk about our problems, then it makes me nervous. (laughs) (laughs) But that and that wasn't even really what it was. It was a it was a day of solutions and a day of ideas and a day of connection or two days, I guess, really. So it was awesome. At the beginning, when we kicked off this podcast, um, we kicked it off the very first podcast. We kicked off with what we call the first responder event, which was a community event. Um, where we invited people to come, and we talked about being a first responder. So it, so Instead of a first overreactor. Yes. Because you got options, but <laughs> preferably
0: right. be a first responder.
1: <laughs> if you can, right? And so that was a time when we did get to stand in real life and look at people that, that looked back at us. And, and that event, even though it was super scary for me, um, was amazing. So it wasn't too soon after that that, and it really kind of came from the from the questions that we get from you guys. Also from the limitations that exist in this format, even though podcasting is super cool, we love that you guys right now, you might be mowing your lawn, you might be at the grocery store, you might be laying in your bed, you might be jogging or riding your bike or something. But there are limitations to this format, which which might mean that, We don't get to put a PowerPoint up. You don't get to write. You don't get to ask questions. We don't get to look at your response in your face, be like, what did you just say? You know, all that kind of stuff. So we knew that there was topic, topics that we needed people in a room to talk back to us and ask us and interact and interface. And this particular topic, which is, and I'll just tell you, it's kind of a mouthful, actually. We called it Parenting 20.18, or 2018, and the official name of it was Optimizing Your Influence as a Parent. And you guys, this is a massive topic. It's more than we could just hit, hit up in one or two podcasts. We got to lay the groundwork. We got to explain the evolution and um, deliver tools. And then we got to put those tools to work. And really, that's what happened. So we kind of set this goal, like, okay, let's do, let's turn this into a seminar, actually, but it's not a seminar, because it's a workshop, because actually, you're going to, anyway. So we decided to do it. Let's do it. We picked a date. I was super resistant. Yeah, we
0: gave everybody, like, three weeks' notice, so it was really planned (laughs) out ahead of time.
1: (laughs) Um, And it went, it went, it went so well.
0: Well, can I tell you like what were some big highs for me, like the big wins that that I was getting from it? So first off, uh, uh, some of my own personal clients that I see, I'm their therapist. They've known me for a while. Some people just only had a couple sessions with me like throughout the past few months. Um, When I say a couple sessions, like I just haven't like been counseling them for years. A couple people that have been there have been counseling for a long time. And when I told them about the event, I said, listen, and this was a bold statement for me to make and I want—I knew we'd be able to deliver. I said, but in this event, you will learn more in this day and a morning than you've learned from me um, coaching you guys' as parents and counseling you guys' as parents for six months. And the reason why I felt that I could deliver on that is because never before did I get to sit in front of people and lay, like Heidi said, lay the entire groundwork. Because when parents come into me, and I'm working with their teenager, there's some days where I don't even see the parents. And then the days when I do see the parents, usually parents are hitting me with a fire hose of problems. And I'm in such damage control mode. (laughs) I'm not able to teach anything. I'm just trying to stop the burning building.
1: That's what I was just going to say is that if I ever got a minute inside that room on that couch, man, I was going to tell you up, down, A to Z, Every ounce a of information of that was going on because I wanted you to have every piece of background information because I was so worried that that was going to hinge on what you were going to teach me, you know?
0: And then I meet once a week. Sometimes at 60 minutes is just getting everything off the parent's chest. Sometimes I'm able to do a little bit of teaching some tools. Maybe I can teach one tool. But to have a step-by-step presentation, workbook, and me elaborate on the deep concepts that I've I've, I don't want to say I've created, but I've identified and connected all the dots over the years and lay it all out in a very linear step one, step two, step three to see the light bulbs in everybody's minds. It was rewarding for me because I don't get to tell you all the stuff I really know. I'm just sitting here, okay, in order to not ruin the relationship completely with your kid today, let's not say these things, let's say these things. But over the course of six months, I would have never been able to give this information in such a clear, distinct way. Now, the other big high for me is that when you listeners were there in the room, I got to see your face, I got to see your reactions, and when I said something, you got to ask me a question about what I said. So when you're listening to our podcast and you're like, wait a second that makes sense. But I have a question. You don't get to ask us the question. And then we get so many DMs. I'm always apologizing. Brandon, turn your phone off, man. Anyways, I'm just joking. <laughs> I yell at my professor. It was my phone. He's trying to help me out because my phone's crashed. Total joke, bro. Continue to work. <laughs> but I don't get to be able to interact on the fly with people. So I'm watching people's facial expression. They're asking me questions even during our breaks, at the lunchtime. I mean, there was no break for Heidi and I because in the middle of the breaks, there's so many questions and we're happy. We're excited about it. And we got to see you guys. We're real to you. So you could put a face to us, but you got to be real to us. Like we love your comments, but man, seeing your face, how, how cool was it? First of all, we had people, we had Arizona, Colorado, and Houston fly to our event to just be with us for that weekend. It was just, that was so much fun.
1: Yeah, it it really was. I think for me, number one, I could relate with those parents um, so much. Every one of us, very concerned about what's going on with kids on on tons of different levels. um, But very much relating to each other and why we were there. And um, that whole, like, you're not alone thing that's a real thing, you know? And so that was pretty cool too. But I, 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 two confessions here, you know, I was pretty stressed out before the event and, and I like things to be a certain way, you know, like I'm sure David, <laughs> David, I hadn't really told him like what I was preparing, but I had like, like, I had like light boxes at everybody's spot with light like, the fight in them and I had the workbook that has this really cool vinyl branding on the front and, and oh, a it was nice bougie, pen, right? It was
0: Gucci, bougie, and it was nice. Yeah, I and I was impressed. I with put the a setup. pen
1: on everybody's thing, and it was a nice pen, like none of these crappy little ballpoint pens. No. no
0: Costco sandwiches, by like- the way, at our event. It was <laughs> Cafe Rio catered, so and I was I was like, wow, Heidi, we're going big.
1: So, so I I had put you know me and. Couple friends really put a lot of effort into yeah. it, but but the highlight for me actually happened after the first day, like after my stress was over, like I'd, like you know, there's only a couple spelling errors in my PowerPoint, like everything was good, and we had arranged that the first ten people that signed up for the the event actually we were taking them to dinner afterwards. We knew there were people that were coming from out of town. And um, everybody had to eat. And so we actually extended that invitation to everybody at the seminar.
0: Went to a great restaurant. We did. Shout them. out to Cafe Wave. My it boy was John so over So good. Delicious. Good you. If you're food. ever in Sandy, Utah, go to Cafe Wave.
1: Yeah, really good. So we got there and TBH, I was exhausted. I was out of gas. I was tired. And I kind of thought to myself, kids, I, I need to just go home and go to sleep. But the conversations that happened there at the dinner table just talking about how they'd heard about the podcast, the things that they'd learned, the their wins story. that they'd had, their story, why they were there. And and actually, the, this is what it was. These people had moved heaven and earth to get there. And,
0: and they had obstacles the day of. They, they were did. just like us. I almost got in a car accident. My car <laughs> randomly just wouldn't shift into gear 30 minutes before the event, so.
1: It was inspiring to hear their story and also to hear how we had kind of fit into their life and discuss kind of the material and and the light bulbs that had happened that day. And so it, man, it was fulfilling. It was rewarding. It was exciting. And you know what? We didn't sit and talk about problem after problem after problem. We sat and talked about solution after solution after solution. And you guys, that, the vibe is different when you're talking about action, actionable solutions that you can put into play, nowza, right? That's, that's encouraging. And and that's what this podcast is. We are always giving up things that are actionable, positive solutions. Try this, do this, um. And this was just an extension of that, and it was just awesome to be able to have that conversation with them in real life after we were done.
0: You know, not to give too much away because we want all of you listeners to eventually come to one of our workshops, and um, and you know we'll talk about that in in, in the very near future. Because... I don't know that we
1: could give away eight hours right now.
0: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but what an, another big high for me was our day two, uh, the morning. So the first day is just solutions, actionable steps. Back and forth feedback and just breaking down the whole entire framework of this system to be a better influencer. And the second day was the parent support group. So, what had happened was without getting into too much of it, every single person that attended the event were there and able to share their stories, but not just like, oh, share their story. They were able to talk about things in a way that you could tell they never get to talk to their friends, their family members. It was just such raw honesty and they were vibing off each other. So someone would say something and the other person would be like, okay. And then they would pick up and say, this is what I experienced. I relate to you. I get you. And at the very end, we are now um, having a support group through Facebook so everybody can stay connected. But when I watched all the parents in there exchanging phone numbers, let's keep in contact, surround yourself around like-minded people, connecting, and then following up with continued support I knew that they were now a part of not just like the fight, but they were part of each other's lives and going to be in each other's lives and support people, even though they live in different states.
1: It was awesome. They were hugging each other and, you know, saying goodbye and, and at the oh, end it was pretty cool. How
0: cool was it that the dads that were there all gave it up? They're like, the story was two people came for their uh, anniversary. Two think, couples. Two two separate couples. One of the things was their twenty second anniversary. Another one, the twenty third anniversary. And both guys' they're like both guys like were instead like,
1: of going to Mexico instead when of went to
0: Cancun or St. Thomas Islands, we came here, this is what the husband said, and then right after they followed up with, however, wow, this to have guys that were only doing it for their wives and admitted it for them to say they didn't have to say this, they said this is legit. This blew my mind, I'm so thankful. And then to see their wives look across at them and the husband's are like, all right, honey, you're right. This was where we needed to go. It was, it was great for me because I get to see couples look at each other and I see their bond coming closer when they're on the same page with their kids. Because think about it, if, if you're married out there, most of your fights can be about your kids. But when you're agreeing about how to approach your kids, that is an undeniable connection between spouses. They just see it the same way they're using the same language, and now they're on the same page to go home and they're one. They're no longer two separate people from two different family backgrounds are trying to address how to parent their kids totally differently completely on the same wavelength yeah
1: with with the same tools
0: the exact same tools
1: so it it was an awesome experience, and it was a good I don't know you know how I keep telling you guys, thank you for sending in your messages and your wins because it gives me that encouragement that this actually is working or this is actually helping and that it's actually worth it um that was just a big healthy dose of this is really worth it and so blah blah, blah it was awesome
0: well if, if this sounds something like you'd want to be a part of we will be announcing very soon um so a couple actionable items for light the fight so you can see what um we plan on let's go ahead and just put it out there In the very beginning of our first episode, we talked about a workbook. The workbook, for all those people who are wanting the workbook, you are going to get the workbook. However, based upon the request of the seminars and different types of things, the workbook is coming. It's just something that's going to be probably after this quarter of the year, in the next quarter, but we're going to be announcing four different dates in the very near future for our workshops. A couple more local I don't want to say where those places are yet because we haven't really nailed down, but we're committing to four more events in, you know, within the next six months. And after those events, we're also going to be doing um, some community stuff here. And, you know, um, we're going to be announcing a sponsorship, probably in our next podcast, yep.
1: right?
0: We'll be announcing our first sponsorship. We're really excited about that. So the things you can look forward to is more opportunities to get this information in a workshop form. You're, we're going to be... Without missing any more weeks, this past week was an exception because we had to get prepared for this big event. Um, We're going to be continually giving you DMs, giving you the podcast because that's our bread and butter with the workshops on top of it. And we're going to be giving you guys an opportunity to purchase some branded Light the the Fight (laughs) swag on our website. And the workbook will be coming in the future. We will follow through with that. We just want to address because we have been getting a lot of people asking for it. That's just a longer process for us. And well, so- here's
1: the problem, is that I'm just going to be completely honest. Where I thought this podcast was going, what I thought this was, when we recorded our first podcast for the what, fourth time, yeah. <laughs> if you remember that story, um, it's gone a little bit different of a direction than I thought, which has changed the scope of what I was imagining for that workbook. Um, so we're looping around, and I guess maybe I just said that way too soon without really knowing the evolution of what was going to happen. So I need to ask for forgiveness <laughs> on that. But, I, but more importantly, I think that I know now better what is needed to be a companionship piece to these podcasts that will give you um, the ability to to not only remember the things that we talk about, but also to really point out and lay out the things that are actionable, the tools that we give you, um, opposed to the awareness tools and action tools and separating some of the information in a way that is going to make it way easier for you to learn and to process. So I, I know that that's kind of confusing, but man, this... How many months? So we started in March, April, May, June, July, August. Five months, and we've learned it a, a lot. And so there is a little a slight backpedal there from, from me, but also I think even greater clarity than than ever. Um, and I'm I feel really good about I, f- I feel really good about what's what's happening and what's kind of on the on the horizon.
0: And we want to thank you also too for your patience for some of those things because, you know, you know, myself, I'm working all day long. Like this is not Heidi and I's job. This is what we love to do and with some sponsorship And it's not and a hobby.
1: This is not even a hobby. What category does this even apply to? Yeah,
0: this is not a hobby. This is you know, this is something that we're taking very serious. We're very passionate about. And, you know, we hope to grow the light, the fight, um, you know, just everything that we're doing. But In the meantime, we're going one step at a time because, like I've said before, I'm counseling people all day long. Heidi's doing videos, crafting, and then we come (laughs) here. like Right now as we're recording this, this is late at night, away from our families, but we just want to let you know is this is evolving and we're excited, the turns that are happening. And the last action item is we do have two podcasts coming, two more, not with Heidi and I on the podcast per se, the teen podcast that we announced before that is coming I'm going to go on a – right when all the kids go back to school and everybody's in the honeymoon stage and wearing their new clothes, that's where me and my family take our big vacation of the year because that's the time where people are in less chaos. So when I get back from my vacation in September, we're going to start the Teen Podcast, and we're going to be announcing a a father-son podcast. So the Teen Podcast, I will be the host of, sitting down with three or four teenagers every episode, and then the Father-Son Podcast is a podcast that um, we'll be announcing very soon soon. And depending on their time level timeline, this father and this son duo, um, we'll be announcing when that's going to launch as well. So, again, we're moving right along. We got a lot of great stuff, and thanks for going along on the ride with us, because man, this is really exciting.
1: <laughs> okay, so why don't we jump right into what we wanted, what what the plan was to record last week, even though we didn't we didn't make it. It happened to be Capri's twelfth birthday. And so I was trying to manage um my the, the birthday along with the birth of the seminar. So that was that was kind of a lot. But um interestingly enough, because this topic had been on my mind so much, it actually did kind of warm its way into our seminar, even though it wasn't in yeah. the PowerPoint.
0: Yeah, we freest we freestyled a couple of times and I'm glad you brought this up because a couple of people in the seminar They really resonated with this. They're like, wow, that makes a lot of sense. And so go ahead and and, uh, tell everybody what you're talking about.
1: So, you know, there's been there's been certain times when I have been in discussions with David about um, my side of whatever we were dealing with. So, you know, when you're when your child is struggling or when something's going on, as a parent, it's really easy to be like, oh, this is their problem. This is on them. This is their fault. This is their future. They're screwing up. Or like, it's really easy to kind of point the fingers and get really, really wrapped up in feeling like, as a parent, you're, you're trying to manage their crisis or their chaos Um, at which point there starts to get to be, and I know you parents would would agree with me, um, you just start feeling really frustrated like there's no hope. Um, You cannot see from where you're sitting. You cannot see how it's ever going to work out. Um, Maybe history is telling you, you know, they're things like this, they're always gonna be this lazy, or they're always gonna be this much of a mess, or they're always gonna struggle getting out of bed, or because what the way from where you're looking at it, those habits um or situations just keep on feeding into themselves and and you just kind of feel like this kid is never going to get this. They're never going to be good at school. They're never going to da 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 so, so put in whatever you want in that blank. My child is never going to blah, blah, blah. Now, I'm going to add on to that. Maybe it's your spouse. My spouse is never going to blah, blah, blah. Or things at my work are never going to blah, blah, blah. It is so easy when you're in a frustrated moment. Something that you can't control. it is so easy to get weighed down with that notion that you give up. And I was in a certain situation, and, and actually this particular time when, when David said this to me, I was not even ta- I was not even dealing with, with one of my child' issues one of my children's issues. I was dealing with my own crap. Um, And if I, if I remember right, when, when you brought this up, I was dealing with my own work issues, frustrations that I had with work, my own ability to balance things that I wanted to see happen and they, and they weren't. And I felt lost. I felt discouraged. I felt afraid. And I was letting all those fears, and all that discouragement completely weigh me down. And so I'm gonna let David kind of talk about it. So
0: so what do you said? Like, tell them what it is that you've been talking about. Like <laughs> just finish, like say what it is. I love how she keeps you guys in suspense. Dun, 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 dun. I know.
1: This is so this is this is what's so exciting about the podcast is what is she gonna say?
0: It's so funny because she doesn't let me keep her in suspense then She'll just tell me what to do, Dave.
1: <laughs> so what he said to me is Heidi, it just you just haven't figured it out yet, and it took me a minute, like it always does, like an extra long minute. you just haven't figured it out yet, you know you've seen those memes before that are like you know you've you've never had anything that you haven't figured out yet, or something like that, but then he kind of brought it into context, like sure there's always unknowns but you know what we do figure it out at some point it it takes time so there was two important concepts here number 1 is that some things take time and number 2 it just hasn't come together yet and the reason why those things come are so important together there you know as we're talking and sharing at this at this seminar over the weekend workshop there was a couple people that in their in joking around you remember david it was like so what happens if we've totally screwed everything up and now here we are now we're realizing we should have done xyz or p you know we should have done this completely different how do we how do we start all over and this is where I think that that concept of the yet came in. It's never too late. And some things do take time. And that could be cognitive development of your child. And that could be situations kind of aligning and coming together at work or, or wherever. But the reality is the word yet is a powerful and realistic option. And this is coming from the biggest figure-outer out there, right?
0: Well, one person, and, and this happens quite often, and I, I I love it when people are trying to ask a question. But you can tell when they're trying to ask a the question, they really haven't figured out quite yet how to ask the question because they're just working out in their head. Like So, for example, there's a few times where some people – we gave them the tool. You could tell that the tool made sense. They even said, this makes great sense. Then they'd say about their situation, and they would say, well, like, how am I supposed to take these tools and make these tools work for my kid because I've screwed them up so bad already? And I said, well, you haven't used the tools yet. And I remember one person looked and was like, that's right, I, I haven't even tried. So they're asking us, how is this going to look when I use that these tools, even though it's going to make me look like I'm a hypocrite, this is what they're saying because I didn't use them before, but now I'm going to use them now. Their brain couldn't possibly imagine that even though they knew the tools made sense, enough people there had said that they maybe listened to the podcast, tried the tools already. Their brain said, yes, this is valid information, but I want reassurance that when I use it, it's going to work, but I don't believe it's going to work even though I think it should work. And I would just simply say, you haven't even used them yet. Now, the yet can be used in a lot of different ways. It can help you at the moment recognize that you need to buy some time. Like Heidi just got done saying, you're a teenager, let's say you have a 13-year-old, and you're wondering how are they ever going to be responsible, not lie, follow rules and be obedient and ever become a full-fledged functioning adult in society? And I said, well, fortunately, they don't have to figure that out yet. And it's really interesting how something so simple, like even when I told it to Heidi, I remember the first time I told it to you, you looked at me like kind of weird and you're like, "What do you mean?" Even-
1: but that's because I wanted to figure it out now. Exactly. I wanted it fixed now. I wanted a solution now, and I wanted to be on the right track now. And that is that's the fundamental of our society right now. We're texting. We get the answer now. We're going through our fast food. We're going to get that right now. We're put it in the microwave, and we get it right now. We don't grow the corn.: It's true. Y- you know, everything that we have is instant gratification. We talk about this a lot. We talk about instant gratification is, is a problem. We talk about that a lot. But a relationship is just not instantaneous. There's no instant pot for your for your relationship with your child. I mean, maybe I guess if you take away your phones and go to a desert island and you know, get stuck together for a super concentrated amount amount of time, then maybe you could speed up the process. But these things just take time.
0: You know, something that just occurred to me that a lot of times we also do the opposite. And we can use the yet as a negative thing for us. So I'll talk to people in all different types of – not not necessarily traumatic, just really bad, rough situations. I'll give them a tool. I'll give them a suggestion. And they can use the yet in a bad way. And so to kind of illustrate this is that when someone – I'll tell them and say, hey, listen, right now things are going good. I like to joke around and say things like, hey, smoke them while you got them. Like, if it's going good, just enjoy it. Like, that's a matter like, some people are like, oh, literally? That I is a terrible way.
1: That is a terrible.
0: That's how I roll, <laughs> Heidi. Okay, that's, I'm dealing with teenagers and crazy people all the time. Just joking. Everybody I've ever counseled, you're not crazy. It's just a joke, okay? But sometimes- Brandon's I, all
1: offended. I will tell people,
0: I'll tell people, I've just been a mentor to Brandon, that's all. I'll tell people, I say, hey, listen, Things are good right now, and then they'll say things like, yeah, well, that's just because the next problem hasn't happened yet, or they haven't lied to me yet. So when I first came across this, I started to notice that people were already predicting a problem based upon they see this thing happening over and over again. So I started to flip it on people. I said, well, you're right. It hasn't happened yet. So you can't predict, well, you can, but it's not helpful to say, my future is going to have problems with it because technically if you're gonna say your future is gonna have problems with it, it has just as much probability as your future having success in it. So if you have tools that you need time to use, then you can say, I'm using these tools I really have a strong belief that this is going to be helpful to me, but it hasn't been as helpful as I need it to be quite yet. You're buying yourself some time. You're giving yourself a little bit of realistic optimism. You're saying, hey, listen, if I'm only new to these tools, then you got to cut yourself some slack, just like you got to cut your kid or your teenager some slack because right now things are bad and you just don't have time. To really or you haven't had enough time to figure out how it's gonna play out yet.
1: It's such a simple concept. Really this is
0: very similar to the and in the sense it just shifts your brain to a place where you have options. If you're saying hasn't happened yet, you could say that in a very negative way, or you could say there's very there's open-ended options.
1: But that that word options is such a key key word, and I didn't realize how key it was, especially because I'm and I've confessed this before. I'm a yes, no, black, white, up, down, in, out. I am a, a A or B person. And I've noticed that I have children that are the same way. And in fact, right now, all of us are kind of in a situation where either your your children have already started school or they're getting ready to start school. Um, and I kind of have a mix. And one one of my children, one of my childs, one of my persons. <laughs> I don't know how to say that right. One of my children, one kid of mine, I don't there know how to say it. One of my kids do you... is extremely concerned about what it's gonna be like at school. And almost to the point where there's a lot of really negative assumptions being made. Like, this is what it's going to be like. I just know it. And then with those negative assumptions that are being made are a whole bunch of feelings attached to them that so far, they're not even real. None of these assumptions are real. And so there's tons of feelings and emotions attached to completely unrealistic situations. And I was really proud of myself when we sat down and I said, you know, None none of this has even happened yet. You've got to give yourself some time to get there. Figure out the situation, see who's actually in your classes, see what your teachers are actually like. Get a vibe and then decide how you're going to fill. So, I think that buying time and having some options is the difference between a major freak out and opening yourself up to the fact that, oh, okay, well, let's see how this is going to go. Because as I've come to learn, and, and I have to keep learning, and as David likes to tell me all the time, it's never as bad as you imagine it, especially at night, laying in your bed <laughs> and thinking about everything that can go wrong, right?
0: Yeah, you know, this came up recently where a young man, he switched schools. The, this is someone I'm counseling, by the way. Um, he switched schools because he was being bullied at his previous school and as the the time to for school to start is coming he's getting really anxious and he's getting really nervous for good reason and he told me that he's scared that he's going to be bullied again and he started going down this rabbit hole of all the things that had happened in the past before there is a possibility they could happen again and i simply said hey listen man I don't blame you for being fearful about being bullied because you've been bullied before, but you haven't been bullied yet. And what he realized in that situation is that is logical as we try to make our fears and our intense emotions, they have nothing in common. Our logic and rational thought process and our fears and extreme worries and concerns are not related they're not distant cousins. They have nothing in common. And as I like to call it, you can't do relationship math. You can't sit there and say, hey, I've had bad relationships in the past, so my next experience is going to be bad also. Relationship math doesn't work. It's not one plus one equals two. It's I had horrible friends in the last school. I got lucky, met a couple of cool kids in this school, and now my whole experience is different. Or maybe you go to a new school and automatically you walk around going, who's going to bully me? Are these people looking at me? These are things that sometimes everybody calls it a self-fulfilling prophecy. But what's really happening in our brain is our brain is preparing for another problem and another fight. But if we say... That is me right it there. It hasn't I happened you. yet gives us a little bit of space to go, let's see how this plays out. Because when I say relationship math, you can't do relationship math. What I'm really saying is there's no logic in emotions. There's no way to add up like I was treated bad by the last person I dated, so now the next person be horrible. No, that's just what our brainstem tells our limbic system. And when I'm saying all these big, fancy words, there's a part of our brain that has to filter out if there's a threat, and then it sends it to our limbic system, and then the limbic system takes that threat and goes, oh my gosh, what are we going to do with this threat? And has to validate whether it's real or not. And if we're already saying, yep, it's a real threat, it's a real threat, we're giving our brain bad messages and bad signals. We have to give our brain options and time to let things play out.
1: It's amazing, the difference. And I think that this is an important tool for us as parents. Number one, if you do have a child, a spouse, a friend, a situation that isn't going how you'd like it to go, give it some time. Give yourself some space. Recognize the fact that there's still possibilities there. Right. And number two, I think this is a great conversation to have with kids who might be nervous about going back to school. Um, I think it's super typical to be nervous about going back to school. And, you know, I also have one kid who like wasn't nervous at all, not having any concerns at all. And so I'm like, now you're sure You don't, (laughs) so you know what? That's okay too. If, if there isn't that worry, maybe don't plant all the worry seeds. Um, but I just think that you can model this for your kids really easily too. Like by sharing when they're telling you, or you can kind of tell that they're worried. Maybe you have an opportunity to kind of say, you know, let me just, let me tell you this. I've got this situation going on for me. And I'm a little worried about it, you know, and be real with them. Tell them something that really is bothering you um, or that you're concerned about and maybe not use them. If if they're the example, maybe use something else.
0: (laughs) Well, well, um, let let me just give you guys an actionable tool right now, how to use this. This is, what I, this is an example of how I tell parents how to use the yet. So right now, I'm modeling for you. Heidi's modeling for you the concept. Well, we're telling you about the concept of, of the yet, and we're telling you you can model it for your kids. Where well, here's how you would model it for your kids. You want to pick a scenario that you're actually not extremely emotional and overworked up about, but you could tell your kids are assuming that you're going to act a certain way. So this is what you do. Let's say it's something basic like your kid came home late and for some reason, you're not really pissed off that they're coming home that late this, this time. Maybe it was like they were supposed to be home at six. Maybe it's not a curfew late, but they're just late for dinner or something like that. When your kid comes home and they're like freaked out or worried that you're going to be upset with them and you're not mad, this is where you can ham this up a little bit and go into character to do this tool. Tell them, you know what? I'll be honest with you. When you weren't home yet – I was starting to freak out. I was starting to worry. By the way, a little, we've gave some tools in our workshop, but it's okay to tell some white lies. Okay. It's, it's okay to <laughs> to set the stage. So then you gotta ham it up a little bit. You gotta be like, hey, you know, when you weren't coming home late, I was counting the clock and I was getting worked up and I was starting to get mad. And now imagine your kid, they're gonna be going, oh gosh, here it comes. And then I stopped for a second. I'm like, you know what? I'm mad at them because they're coming home late and I'm thinking that they're coming home late because they don't care about me and I figured that I naturally just need to freak out. But then I thought, you know what? Maybe I don't need to freak out yet. Maybe they got a good excuse for it. They got a good reason. And the funny thing, when I told myself that, for some reason, when you walked in the door, I wasn't even mad and worried. So I'm assuming you came home late for a good reason. And uh, yeah, I'm glad I decided not to freak out yet. You have to say it out loud what you're doing, and then when you do this, this is the normal, typical response. I'm not using one person. Usually, I like to use an example about this one person. I'm just generally speaking now. The typical response is the kids will either say, "Huh, wow, oh, well, thanks, mom or dad, because I really did have a good excuse," or you know, "I like I, I was struggling and I couldn't get hold of you. My phone died. You know all those typical teenage excuses." And you just play it cool and go, "Wow, you know, well, I'm glad I didn't freak out yet because obviously there's no need to." Then sometimes this other thing happens. They actually say, well, now that I realize, and they're saying this in their head, now that I realize my parents aren't freaking out, I can be honest with them. And I've had kids say things like this. Well, the reality of it is I actually don't have a good excuse, but I'm glad you're not mad at me. So I'm sorry. I'll work on that. I'll do better next time. Boom. Both of those are a win. When you're modeling for them, you're teaching them, you can play it cool in a situation that you'd normally freak out. If your kid sees that you're playing it cool and you're buying some time and you're saying things like a yet, they're picking up on that signal as, this is a really good thing that my parents doing are doing and their brain starts to mirror that same behavior. Now, if you're thinking, well, if our kids are mirroring behavior, maybe when I'm freaking out, that's why they freak out. It's because that's what happens a lot of time. They're looking at our reaction to a situation like being home late and it teaches them how to react. But if we're looking at them being home late as just a thing that we're going to practice a tool like the yet, then we're telling them that freaking out is one option or they can just wait and they don't have to freak out yet.
1: Well, and and I'm going to add another example, and this is kind of one more real life example yesterday yesterday. Connor, who is my fifth grader, came home with some homework, math homework, and he already hates math. Well, hates homework, hates school, hates math, all the things. And he comes in already like slams the paper down. I don't know how to do it. And he's already on the verge of tears. I took one look at it and I didn't know how to do it either. And so, um, I did say, okay, I don't know how to do this yet. Let's, let's call in for reinforcements. So I got my cousin on um, FaceTime, who's like a math teacher. And he told us how to do it. And then Connor remembered what he'd been taught at school. And it made sense. The two things jived and, um, And then I said to him, like, oh, okay, so now, you know, now I get it. And so the thing that we reinforced then and can continue to reinforce is you just don't understand it yet. But math is one of those things in particular that, no, I wouldn't expect you to know how to do that until you're taught, right? And so that's a good thing. There's a lot of things that we don't know how to do until we're taught. You know, talk about one of the most stressful freak out situations is like your ACT. If you've got a if you've got a teenager. And what they do is they have sophomores and sometimes even freshmen take practice tests of the ACT. So they just kind of want to let them have, have a trial run. They want them to see what it's like. Basically, the kids mostly vomit because there's tons of information there that they haven't learned yet. The scary thing is that for my kids, both my kids, they took it, they did really poorly. And so they thought they were going to do really poorly on the ACT when it was time. And we had to reaffirm that, okay, 50%, 60%, 70 percent of the stuff that you're supposed to know, you haven't even learned yet. So, you know, that's also true in life. There's stuff that we haven't learned yet. There's stuff that our kids haven't learned yet. So it's a great idea to give all of us that extra space. And then acknowledge, you know what? You just didn't know yet. And I didn't know yet. This kind of even goes back to that quote that I've shared multiple times. My favorite quote, forgive yourself for the things that you didn't know until you learn them. Some of these learning experiences happen when we crash cars, when we get speeding tickets, when we lie to our parents and we get caught. And then we learn. Hopefully, maybe hopefully it doesn't take two or three times like it does for me. <laughs> but I, I love that tool. I think it's particularly good for this time um, of the year. And I think it's a really easy one to implement, to use for yourself, and to share with your kids.
0: And please let us know um, how you're able to use it because there's so many creative ways you can do it. Like for example, with your son, Heidi, if he came home and you see that he's super stressed out, super anxious about the math and it's like, okay, well, is it due right now? Like, no, it's not due until tomorrow. Oh, so it's not due yet? Okay, why don't you grab a bite to eat, shake it off, go ride your skateboard for a minute. So often we are so stuck in a specific structure, but yet we all intuitively know if we're extremely stressed out, we're not going to be at our best, whether it's math, whether it's English, at anything that we do because we're just human beings. So sometimes it can buy us time in the sense to let our mind relax, and sometimes it gives us time so that we can refocus, just like the old test-taking thing. If you can't figure out the answer to a test, are you supposed to sit there for 15 minutes trying to figure out the one answer? Or are you supposed to keep on going and come back to it? This is a normal principle that we use in day-to-day life. Just us calling it the yet. Hopefully, it just puts a little highlighter on it, gives you a way to practice it, and makes it more applicable for you.
1: Yeah, I love that. All right, so that, that's what we've got for you this week. That's your nice, quick, little, hopefully super time-sensitive with kids going back to school. Oh, I said hopefully. David, David gave me the... <laughs> we're not supposed to say hopefully. This will... Absolutely, without any shadow of a doubt, help you, help your kids. Um, because anytime that you buy yourself some time and have a couple options, you're gonna feel better. So anyway, thank you guys for joining us yet again for like so, the So is this why I kept on
0: saying, Hey, Heidi, is that stuff ready for the seminar? You're like, Not yet.
1: That's right. <laughs> That's right. I was using it.
0: It worked because it, it calmed me down. Here's for the real reason. problem.
1: Here's the real problem that David just didn't know how much I love the last minute yet. Now he knows. He knows how critical the last minute is for how you swap. Now
0: I know what our next uh, coaching session is going to be about. <laughs> Actually, we don't do any coaching anymore. It's just <laughs> freestyling on the mic now. We're just talking on the podcast.
1: Right? No, it's just really real, real life stuff. Anyway, I, it, David, if you can get me, if you can help me not to procrastinate to the last minute, then the heavens will open and everything, you know, everything. You'll co-sign
0: for me to get into I heaven will. someday. Yes.
1: <laughs> yes. That, I mean, I think, that I, I think your
0: co-sign, well, you know, maybe me getting to heaven is too high of an expectation. Co-sign for me that I don't go to hell. Let's just start there. <laughs> so if you co-sign me that I don't go to hell, I'll, I'd, I'd take that in a heartbeat.
1: Oh my gosh! Anyway, so we all have our things that we got to keep working on.
0: <laughs> Luckily, I haven't died yet, so I don't have to make you know that call. So there
1: we go. There we go. Um, as always, we love that you're listening. That you're following along on our journey. If at any point you would love to weigh in, share us your wins, send us a question. You can do that um, in a couple of different ways. You can head to our website, which is lightthefight.com. You can also go to Instagram and our Our page is at Light the Fight. You can DM us there. You can also message us on Facebook. So there's lots of good ways to get a hold of us. Um, We would love for you to tell your friends and your neighbors, all the other people you know that have problems about, (laughs) tell them about our podcast. And if you're really feeling generous, we would love for you to give us a little, what's, what's it called on the reviews? Um, Uh, give us a rating and
0: uh and also review a review yeah especially on itunes you can give one star two star three star four star five star and you can actually make a comment in a review so if if you'd like to do it great if not you know just keep watching or listening watching it's
1: pretty cool though if you if we do if the ratings and the reviews are there then it pushes so that more people get to see it more people that's the way itunes
0: does it their analytics they reward you for more people saying that they that they are getting some sort of value or benefit from you so we would really appreciate it um and we have a lot of great reviews and we have tons of ratings already but just like happiness you can never overdose
1: that's right we we eh, i was gonna try to say something about yet it didn't really work so i'm just gonna we'll we'll let that one sail (laughs) Anyway, thanks you guys and we will here we'll talk to you next time. Yep. Here on Life Have the a good night.